the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. I'm your host today. Uh, enjoying the, the last of this uh, confusing weather. You know, I mean, I, I went from jacket to raincoat to, to, to sunny shorts in the week. I'm hoping it gets warm again. Uh, you know, we got to have our heat wave at the at the state fair, so we got to got to got to go around panting. Uh, you know, I, I, this week for me has been a week, and I just want to share something with me that I know that we all kind of experienced, and uh, and and that's just discouragement. You know, being discouraged. You know, and uh. The key word, and then when you break it down, uh, especially for you hooked on phonics folks, is this and then courage. You know what I mean? You know, and so we all know when you put this in front of something, it brings a negative uh, connotation to the word and, uh, and, and courage. You know what I mean? Courage is the, is the main thing that we need. I always teach the young people uh, that come through our programs, I teach them the three C's. You know, I say it's courage. And then there's confidence and then there's competence. And without courage, you can't really advance. You can't advance your agenda because courage is the ability to 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 function or stand in the midst of adversity or danger. Right. And so when you face an unknown situation, when you face uh, something that that you you're not quite sure of, it's courage that's going to make you advance. You can have all the training in the world. Uh, you can have all the support in the world. But if if you're uh, scary, or as my dad used to say, scared man don't make no money. You know what I mean? He's just going to hold on to it. You know what I mean? I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that, that what he meant until I really understood the parable uh, of, you know, the 10, the 5, and the 1. The the guy with the 1, he, he was scared. You know what I mean? He, he, he didn't want to invested he didn't want to branch out he didn't want to face what would happen in case he failed so he did nothing whereas the other two went out and did what they're supposed to do and they 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 pretty much doubled their 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 take and, and their master was pleased with them and so you you have a opportunity where you see people who can be exposed to uh a, a great lifestyle a great family a great education you know great athletic opportunities but yet they lack the courage to step out and stand out and uh, take advantage of those things. Then you look at someone else who may come from another another place or another opportunity, and and then they don't have as much, but yet they they're willing to to step out and do what needs to be done. I remember my my friend of mine, my roommate, he went to join the Marines. You know, 
and you know he was struggling a little bit in college and you know he was kind of understanding college wasn't wasn't him and uh sitting in the classroom so he joined the marine corps and while he was in the marine corps he he won he became the honor marine you know for his for his class and the, and what made him become the honor marine was just his level of courage this this guy when they asked for volunteers for everything he was the first one to volunteer to try to try every drill to try every exercise you know was there so they were doing an exercise in a pool of uh you know how to use your uniform as a flotation device you know in case you know you get caught in the water or something like that and they say you know, you know give me somebody to demonstrate so who who raises their hands he does you know he raises his hand like i'll demonstrate i'll get out there and this guy runs, jumps into the pool, and goes in there and opens up his his uh, uniform, and the air gets caught up in there, and he's floating a little bit wild. And, and the drill sergeant's like, you know, that's how you do it. Now get out. And this guy is still in the middle of the pool, struggling, and he starts going underwater. And he come to find out he couldn't swim. <laughs> and <laughs> instead of, every, you know, everybody was like, Fool, why did you jump in the water when you know you can't swim? Why you know you couldn't swim? And, and he said, he just said, I'm a Marine, sir. I trusted my orders and I figured I'd make it. You know what I mean? And so they they, they labeled him, you're crazy enough to be a Marine. You, you're going to be, <laughs> and you're going to get the dress blues out of this class, you know, because he was just that, he was not fearful of anything, you know what I mean? You know, he just he just wasn't, you know what I mean? He just he and and my son reminded me of that when when I remember when he was we was taking the kids to swim class and you know, he was in swim class and they said everybody in the water. This guy jumps into the deep end. He's 2 years old, jumps into the deep end. Can't swim. Yeah, you know I mean, he can barely dog paddle. You know what I mean? I had to go down there and get him and I bring him back. And most kids they could be scared to go in the water after sucking in water and almost drowning and stuff like that. And not him. You know what I mean? I get him out the pool, you all right? He jumps back into the water in the shallow end again and starts trying to learn how to swim. You know what I mean? Some people have that. They just don't they their their level of fear, you know, we might say they're 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 very optimistic, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that fearful person is very pessimistic. But Courage allows you to stand up in the midst of that. Courage allows you when everybody else is avoiding a particular assignment and you realize it has to be done, you do it. It doesn't mean that you're not scared. You know what I mean? It just means that that your courage is going to override that. And once you take the courage to do something, and what I try to explain in one of the simplest illustrations that I know how is like riding a bike. You know, when, you know, you can have, I have one son, the benefit of having, uh, you know, nine children is that you never run out of preaching illustrations. You just never run out of them. You just don't, you know, <laughs> my wife and my kids get bad. They always end up in a sermon, but you know, you just, you just never run out. So I had one child, the little crazy child that jumped in the water without swimming. He could ride a bike by the time he was four with no training wheels. He, he, I mean, when I say ride a bike, I ain't talking about just, no, this dude disappeared one day. And ended up at the church. He rode to the church. You know, across two busy streets, he rode to the church. We get a phone call from the church saying, Do you know that your son is up here on a bike at the third, a little midget? I think a car can't even see you over the hood. 
you know, going it. Now his brother, contrast to his brother, I had his training wheels almost at a 90 degree angle, not even touching the ground, right? But he would not let me take them training wheels off till he was eight years old. <laughs> I said, you're not even using it. I mean, the training wheels are, you know, it, my wife, you, know, you, 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 you adjust them and adjust them and adjust them and, and slowly adjust them out until they, they get the confidence and they and they ride. No, he wasn't getting no confidence. Them training wheels had to be on that. They were not touching the ground. They weren't helping him one bit, but he had to have them training wheels there before he would get on that bike, you know what I mean, to go, to go that route. And so everybody's different. But what I'm saying is, is that, when you first try anything, it takes courage. It takes courage to try something. But after you've done it for a while, you no longer have to have courage to do it. You know, I mean, because then you become confident. You know, you know you can ride a bike. You know, you know you can jump on a bike. You know you can, you know, you can get going. You know, but just because you know you can do something doesn't really mean you know what to do. Are you competent? There's a whole lot of confident people out here who talk a great game, but they don't know. So after your confidence comes competence, because after you after you 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 start mastering this skill, then you want to look at it. Uh, you want want to look at it and say, you know, okay, I need to learn a little bit more about riding a bike. Then you want to start learning how to ride with no hands, and then you want to start. You know, popping willies, and you know, and then you want to start. You know, next thing you know, you 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 buying magazines and looking at websites and and, and buying all kind of gadgets and turn your bike into whatever. And next thing you know, be your BMX superstar. Yeah, I mean, but you're not gonna be a BMX superstar just on confidence alone. You're gonna have to be competent, meaning you're gonna have to have knowledge. And so the the journey that I like to take children through is not just an educational journey or teaching them some. Li- you know, leadership skills and uh, some high tech things. And, uh, but what I really try to do is put them in a position to where they can be confident. So when a child comes into our program, you know, if they're in third grade, we give them first grade work, you know, and they usually, they're like, Oh, this is, this is easy. You know I mean? This ain't no, this ain't no strain, you know? And, and so they, but what I'm doing is I'm building up their confidence, but then I come and hit them with something a little harder. And then they realize, man, I need to learn, you know, a case in point this one young man told me, why do I need to learn how to read? You know, he was in, he was a seventh grade with a third grade reading level. He said, why do I need to learn how to read? I'm not going to college. <laughs> I'm going to be a construction worker. I said, Oh, you are, huh? So, you know, we gave him some real simple assignments that he can get to, but he, you know, he didn't want to push past, you know, a certain point. So then I went and I contacted an electrician. And I said, you know what I'm going to do for you, son? He said, what? He said, since you want to work reconstruction, I said, you don't have to go to education classes. You don't have to do education. You're going to be the janitor around here, and you're going to work with the electrician as he wires the building. You're going to work there. Uh, after two weeks of working with the electrician, after two weeks of working with the electrician, this young man said, can I get a book? <laughs> Because when that electrician dropped out and showed him the books, the codes, everything that he had to be abreast of, you know, in order to be, you know, 
a construction worker. You don't have to know the code. You got to link to the steps, link to this, what's the tensile strength. It got to go on all like that. And the kicker was, we, 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 he said, I just build things. I'm good with my hands. And so we gave him a, a model of a rocket and told all the kids to build your model and then launch it. As he got to a point in the model, because he couldn't read the instructions, he couldn't comprehend the instructions, he realized, no matter what I choose to do, I better learn how to read. Within two years, this guy was up to a seventh grade reading level. You know what I mean? To go in there. Because now his desire to read wasn't fueled by, I have to go to school. His desire to read was fueled by, if I'm going to be the best, you know, construction worker I can be, you know, I'm going to have to be competent. And the only way I'm going to be competent is the guy I got to read. I got to read these codes. I got to read these books. And so sometimes finding that niche as to what makes someone get there is found back in the area of courage. And, and I got discouraged this week. I mean, last week I was, I was really, I, I was really down. I had really gotten shot. You know, uh, you know, I was, you know, putting in bids through our, uh, concrete company and was getting turned down. I was, uh, asking people for funds for the program, uh, getting turned down, uh, had some commitments back out on me at the last minute, which me, left me scrambling to find $20,000 so I can pay my staff, so I can feed the kids every day. And, uh, you know, and trying to raise money in the summertime is hard. People are on vacation, you know, things are happening. You know, you just ain't thinking about giving. And uh, and just all the, the no's <laughs> had me discouraged. You know, you know, and I, you know, and, and then I was preaching at another church and the message was for me. <laughs> and it, it and I realized that I had allowed myself to lose faith, to, to lose courage. You know, you know how it is when you're riding that bike and you, you think your, your parent is still holding that back seat and you riding and riding and riding. And then when you turn around and look, and they're like three houses away because they didn't let you go. <laughs> and there's the joy of, hey, I'm doing it by myself. But then there's also, how do I turn around? <laughs> I can't just keep going straight forever. You know what I mean? I can't go straight forever. So wham, here comes, here comes the fall, you know, to get there. And uh, But, you know, and, and me and my wife got away for a weekend, and we just prayed and the situation didn't change. You know, I, I mean, I still have to, I still have to, you know, come up with uh payroll, you know, by the 18th. That doesn't change. But what changed on it is my outlook toward it. You know what I mean? I'm not walking in discouragement. I know God's going to provide, uh, you know, whether you want to say ram in the bush or whatever. Uh, I'm not letting it consume me or worry me. I'm just going to do what I need to do, present the need out there and see what happens. But, you know, the, and the, the joy of all that is, is that, that the Holy Spirit, when I think about his goodness and what he's done for me, man, I can't help but just rejoice. So I had to encourage myself. I had to encourage. I had to bring courage in by reminding myself of all what God has done in my life. And if you're dealing with that that point of getting discouraged and to the point where even where depression may come and set in, you know, and, you know, the Lord just told me all depression is is the absence of joy. And when I started thinking about what he's done for me, the joy just rose up in my life that I know that, that I'm, I'm, I'm chosen. You know what I mean? I'm chosen, you know, 
Uh, and uh, there's a song my buddy used to sing, I don't know about you, but the reason that I do what I do is because I'm chosen. And when I had to remind myself of that, it, in, it, it encouraged me. The, 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 the courage welled back up. You know, I, I felt like taking on a mountain again. You know what I mean? To go that way. You know, and uh, so as we come into the break, after the break, I want to just come back and go into the word and, and look at look at some brothers and how they dealt with their discouragement and how they encouraged themselves to do great and mighty things for God. And if you're going through that, stay tuned. This is Joe Sutton. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. So you want to take a break from your day and watch some funny videos online. There's nothing wrong with that, but it can be tough with all the riffraff, pop-ups, and questionable content on some video streaming sites. The solution, GodTube.com. This is a news story talking about the existence of atheist megachurches. Hey, what do you do there? Do you sing worship songs? Shout to the void, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to nothing. Safe for the whole family. Get your daily laugh from the comedy section at GodTube.com. Hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, you know, as always, you know, you always uh, invited to our services on Sunday at, at 1030. Uh, you know, this Friday, yesterday, we had our last outdoor uh, meal uh, with, with, with community meal. Uh, and so we shift to coming back inside. So uh, after Labor Day, we'll start Bible study back again at uh, on Tuesday nights at, at uh, 630. And so we usually have like a nice light little meal and discuss the word of God and get going. So as always, our, our phone number is 612-588-0582. Our website is S-O-T-L-C dot O-R-G. And I thought it was S-O-T-L, and uh, I tried to find it one day and couldn't get it. And my wife said, no, it's the C. It's for Spirit of the Lord Church. And I was like, man, I've been saying the wrong email, I mean, wrong website address on air. Because I'm thinking <laughs> S-O-T-L. I knew that was one of the domain names. Which it was like, it was like, oh, that was two years ago, honey. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, man, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to fight discouragement that day too, but uh, yeah, just come to our website, check us out, and what we're doing. Uh, you know, you can always link to our other, our other endeavors. Our Eagles Wings Track Club has a link off there. That's EaglesWingsTrack dot com. And then our, our leadership component, 3DeepLeadership.com. You know, we in, in October, we start up our college prep class where we work on more than just preparing for a test, but we also work on uh, different leadership skills, soft skills, need communication skills, relationship skills, managerial skills, decision-making skills, and we work on that and teach kids things that will help them be effective leaders. So not just to become, go to college and join the Borg, but to go to college and be a leader. And then be a leader in our community. Uh, so come check us out. That's what we have going on. Uh, courage. Man, I think of some great 
men and women of God. Just even looking at Hebrews 11 in the, in the, in the household of faith, you know, that when, when Abraham first heard a voice, you know, uh, you know, Abraham's dad made idols and, and so they, he knew about gods and everything like that. But I know for him, the first time to hear a voice and to hear a voice at that age where he heard this voice and his voice is telling him to go to this land. And uh, and the, the thing I, I like about God is, is that God has this great respect for authority, you know. And so Abraham was with his dad and his dad was given a call and his dad had settled part way to where he was going. And but. God called Abraham after his, after his dad had passed away. Then he called him and said, look, I have something for you to do. Now, that took courage. I mean, you know, to 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 just follow this voice. And here you have everything made for you. Only thing you really don't have is children. But you're kind of taking your, your nephew and treating him like a son. You know, your wife, you know, a pretty wife, you know. That, you know, when, when people still lusting after your wife when she like 80 some years old, man, you know, you know, she had to be fine. You know, what I mean? <laughs> still have it at 80 and 90, man, she had to be fine. You know, what I mean? so, so, you know, it's like, you know, you got, and then this voice says, leave it, just go follow, come with me. And, 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 you know, we call him the father of faith because of the faith that it took to follow that. But also, man, it, 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 if he was scary, he would have came up with a lot of reasons, like his, like his, uh, his, his, like his, his great, 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 whatever, Mister Moses came up with. You know, Moses came up with a lot of excuses as to why he shouldn't answer God's call in his life, because Moses really didn't have the courage to stand up and speak, and in, in front of people, you know. But God encouraged. Uh, encouraged Moses, you know, by bringing his brother to him and helping him speak and by showing him the power that he was welding by, you know, with the stick becoming certain things and the level of his mission. You know what I mean? And so he, Moses was encouraged enough to step out and do the work that God had called him to. You know, Abraham suffered, you know, discouragement. You know, when he got to this land of milk and honey, there was a famine going on. You know, here's his voice leading me to, you know, to start at death, but you know, he still had faith in that voice that it truly was the God of all gods. And and he followed it. And that's why he's the father of faith. You know what I mean? But the thing that Abraham, what I looked at Abraham, what kept Abraham encouraged when he got discouraged, when things was looking like I'm going, what kept Abraham encouraged? And the thing that kept Abraham encouraged was the presence of, of God, the presence of God, man. I, and cause you know, Abraham would always build his altar and then build a tent, set up his tent, but he always built the altar unto the Lord and he worshiped the Lord. And, and that's how he stayed encouraged was the fact that, the, of, that he would worship God. And so therefore God's presence would come. God would speak to him. You know, God was showing, he didn't have a, a Bible like we had, you know, he didn't have the support system of pastors and, and, and teachers and evangelists and apostles and the whole fivefold, everything like that. But, you know, he, he but he had that direct hookup with God, which is what we have. You know what I mean? And that we choose sometimes to lean on pastors and apostles, teachers and everything that more than we lean on God and developing that direct hookup with God. But God knows what we need as human beings to encourage us. 
So that's why he came down as a human being to walk this life out, you know, to encourage us, to let us know that it's possible, that it can ignite our faith and our belief to do the things that God has called us to do because, you know, he did it in a limited earthly body. We too can do it in a limited earthly body because greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. So whatever it takes to get you to put that courage in you, you know what I mean? The main thing I know is the pattern amongst men and women of God was the presence of God. And that's why I love worship. I love true worship. You know what I mean? I, I, I love to worship. I think it's such a key thing. Uh, I think in some instances we take it for granted. And and uh, and though, though the preach word is powerful and though our video announcements can be powerful, but sometimes when I go into a church where the video announcements are longer than the worship time, I got a problem because <laughs> I don't need the presence of, 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 of announcements and electronics. I need the presence of God to keep me going, to encourage me. So whatever your call is, you know, whether it's run, leading your family, leading your corporation or leading this nation, I want you to encourage yourself in the Lord because it's through courage that we gain our confidence, that we gain our competence. Take care. Grow in the Lord. Have a great week. In Jesus' name, amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.